0: Hello and welcome to The Lowdown with Brave Mama. It is Steph Thompson here for our Friday Fast episode. And for the next 10 minutes, we're going to be talking about a term called dynamic disability. And please excuse me, I'm a little bit puffed. (laughs) I had to run straight into the studio just now. So dynamic disability, I think all of us have a pretty good understanding of what we think disability means. And historically, it hasn't been a really positive thing. It comes with stigma. It comes with a great divide. That's not exactly what we're focusing on today. I do want to acknowledge that when we talk about dynamic disability, we're really focusing on the dynamic part and how this relates to women listening just like you right now with pelvic organ prolapse. So first, I mean, what is it? Dynamic disability is something that is relatively new. By that, I mean from 2019, a lady called Brianne Beness coined the term in her podcast. It's called No End Insight. and it really related to people who have chronic illness. Um, and I think women with prolapse can certainly fall into that category of chronic conditions because if you are living with it every single day, there are if there are no pessaries or support or surgery for you then yeah it's chronic it doesn't go away by itself what we want to talk about is the dynamic part of that because in a, in opposition to something being static like a static disability where it doesn't change for example if you're in an accident and one of your legs is amputated there is no chance of that ever growing back, right? I mean, that's pretty clear. So it's a disability that will remain the same. With dynamic, we think about it moving up and down, it changes, it's flexible, it flares, it's something that is actually really hard to explain. So I'm gonna do my best for the next 10 minutes to do that for you, because I think once you have an understanding of what it is, then you might feel comfortable to start having conversations with those around you, potentially in your workplace, your family, and your close circle, so that they understand the reasons behind. Sometimes you are not able to attend things. Sometimes you find it hard to be doing the same tasks at work. Now, the hardest thing for us is that because it's in our pelvic region, no one can see it. It is an invisible dynamic disability because from the outside, we look very abled and very capable. For anyone who's living with that feeling of, like we talked about in last week's episode, it's not just a feeling of heaviness. It's like a ton of bricks sitting in your pelvis that you are trying to hold in. Now that's not static. It doesn't always feel like that. It can flare up. It can one day, generally, women say during their period, feel even heavier. So that's what we're talking about when it comes to dynamic. Now we surveyed the women in our private Facebook group about this a a long time ago, actually, probably two years ago. Did they feel like living with pelvic organ prolapse made them disabled? And it was a really interesting split because many women said, even though I feel like it has stopped me from doing things I want to do, I don't feel comfortable saying I'm disabled. Now it wasn't because they don't want to have that label. It's because they didn't feel comfortable in that space either. It didn't feel like they wanted to take up room where people are losing limbs or have chromosome things where it's clearly identified that they need extra support. So it's a bit of a conundrum, isn't it? So you don't quite fit in a disability category where you could uh, potentially access further support, but then you also don't fit in the category of having no disability and being fully abled. So we're kind of just stuck in the middle, which is why we're having this conversation today. I feel like the term dynamic disability, it covers all of us who are sitting in the middle, where one day we're feeling okay, particularly in the morning, and then by the afternoon, we are less able to do the things that we need and want to do physically. Now, just so you know, here in Australia, to be classified with a disability so that The definition that they go by is that for any individual that has a limitation to be able to continue their normal daily tasks that lasts for six months or more. So to me, that's really clear that for any of you listening right now who have had pelvic organ prolapse for longer than six months and at any point of your day, it halts you from being able to do basic physical activities that you did before prolapse, it's a really clear line that, yeah, that is a disability. The issue is it's not always like that. And we know that in the, in the morning time for me, for example, I wake up, I feel really good and I'm going to use the word normal, even though I hate that word, but I feel able to do the things I did normally before living with prolapse. So being able to get the children to school, come home, but what are we now? 10 o'clock in the morning and my prolapse is already starting to feel very heavy. By three o'clock, I have to lay down horizontal just to be able to go and do the afternoon pickup, so that the pain is not as intense. Now that's dynamic. It's moving up and down by night time. If I have done too much during the day, and let's just call it as it is, like too much basically means a couple of loads of washing and um, cooking a meal. It's not a lot. I'm not running a marathon. But by doing too much, in inverted commas, like living, by the end of the night, I need to lay down flat and I don't get up again until the morning where I can reset. That stops my ability to be a mum and function the way I did before prolapse. So I hope this is kind of painting a, a more of a clear picture that you don't have to pigeon yourself by the way you don't have to say you have a disability or you don't or you have a dynamic disability. I'm just sharing this conversation with you because potentially it could lead to getting more support. And by that I want to talk about this. So two years ago, I parked my car at my local supermarket. It was nighttime, we needed nappies. And my husband had had a hard day as well. So I said, Oh, let me go because I've been at home all day with the kids, I need it. I actually needed to get out of the house. (laughs) To tell the truth. My prolapse wasn't feeling great. But I thought I'd rather live through a little bit of uncomfortable and pain to just get a break. So I did that. And In my car, I have access to a disability parking sticker in Australia. I went to my GP, I talked to him about some of the issues I was having and walking, you know, longer than a hundred, further than a hundred metres can be really hard at times. So I was able to have an accessibility pass um, to park my car right next to the front door. So I did that. I jumped out and then I was accosted by a gentleman, an older gentleman. Who said I couldn't park there, because I didn't look disabled enough. And that was to me horrifying. I was heartbroken because it made me feel like, what am I doing? Am I doing the wrong thing? I got home, I spoke to my husband, I cried a little bit. And then I, the next day I woke up and I was angry. I was angry that our society can treat people like that just because it's their opinion. So I decided to make a short film. And I'm I'm going to pop the link in the show notes here because it's a five minute short film that addresses how we pass judgment on others based on how they look. And I wanted to really break, smash through some barriers about disability. And so that short film kind of led to us talking about this space some more. And I'm so proud that I've actually had women in our space, in our pelvic organ prolapse space, reach out and say, well, how did you get the parking permit? Because they feel the same. They, too, have trouble walking from the car to go and get basic things like nappies, right? I do want to just add in there, too. I don't use it all the time because when I'm feeling good, I don't need it and I don't use it. If we do go out at nighttime as a family, generally speaking, my husband will drop myself and my children at the door and then he'll go and park the car in the other car park with everyone else and walk in because he's, he's able to do that. When I am on my own, when I am struggling, when I am feeling very, uh, very heavy and very much in pain, but I need to do basic things like get food, I use it. And now, I mean, it hasn't happened since I get a couple of funny eye looks from time to time, but I now just brush it off and say, they don't understand me. And guess what? It's not my job to try and teach someone who is prepared to judge me based on looks any different. Their thoughts are going to be their thoughts. But on that, I think if you are listening to this episode right now and you feel like you need someone to understand you better and understand your dynamic disability where sometimes you just cannot get up and go out or get up and do something. Make sure you share this episode with them. Okay? I think it's great. If you are someone who is not sure about where you sit and you would like to discuss this further, you absolutely can. I'm always available for our community. You can reach out via Instagram at Stephanie at Brave, sorry, at Brave Mama on Instagram or you can email stephanie at bravemama.com and I'd very happily continue the conversation with you. Now just on this, this is actually going to be our final live episode for season two. These 10 minute episodes we're going to wrap them up because we're going to really look at how they can also cater for our audiences outside Australia and the US. Our UK mummers generally are asleep at this time. So we're going to be looking at different ways where we can connect and talk with you live as well. So that's it for season two short episodes. Please stay tuned. We have about five or so more episodes every Wednesday where we sit down and talk with our guests that is bringing you lots of amazing information. Have a lovely weekend everyone. It has been my pleasure. Until next time, bye for now.